Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoy this message from our special guest. Hello, good morning. Happy Sunday, ICCIFTF Bali. How are you all? I hope that you've had a fantastic week. Uh, so this is the last Sunday in our prayer month. Uh, where we've been doing our prayer walk, Peace for My City. I hope that you've been enjoying it. I hope that you've been able to get out and participate. Uh, whether you've done long walks like Pastor Don and Carol have been doing pretty much every day, or shorter walks around your neighborhood, it's all helping to bring blessings and the kingdom of heaven to our beautiful island, Bali. So I was asked to speak for today. And uh, when I asked the topic, the answer was, of course, it's prayer month, prayer. I asked if it could be a bit more specific and uh, narrowed down. And uh, <laughs> the answer was no more specific. Uh, up to you, whatever you want. So as you can probably imagine, at this point, I got about a thousand thoughts going through my head. Uh, but it all coming back to one question. What should I talk about? What message does God want me to give today about prayer? As you can probably imagine, at this point, confusion has set in quite badly. Uh, it reminded me of when I was first became a Christian and would wake up every morning and I knew I had to pray. I wanted to pray, but I often had that thought, what shall I pray about? Not what shall I talk about, but what shall I pray about? I mean, I will happily and openly confess that I used to really struggle with prayer. It used to be something quite difficult for me to do. I just never knew what to, what to say, what to talk about. Um, and actually, this was really quite a strange feeling for me because I've been a salesperson for about 35 to 40 years of my life at this point. And honestly, believe me, talking was never a problem for me. Uh, my wife will happily tell you that I talk way too much. And um, don't tell her, but she's right. I do talk too much. But the good news is for our family and friends um, that she'll also happily tell me when to be quiet also. So that's a relief for them. But I knew I wasn't alone in this struggle. I know for many, it's a struggle to know what to pray or how to pray. We get questions like, what if I do it wrong? I mean, this is talking to God. This is not talking to my neighbor. It's not talking to my friend. This is talking to God. I don't want to get this wrong. I mean, what am I supposed to say? What if I say the wrong things? I don't want to offend God, that's for sure. That would not be good. Man, whew, suddenly this thing that's supposed to be a joy and a pleasure, it's got all this pressure attached to it. And I'm sure that many of you watching have had those thoughts at some point in your life too. Um, you know what? I, I can't see you guys. Uh, it's just me here. I can't see you. So just put your hand up wherever you are, wherever you're watching this. Just put your hand up right now if praying is something that you find difficult to do. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, so those of you with your hands up, I hear you. I really hear you guys. Uh, seriously, it was me. It was me. 
Actually, I have a question for you. Let's say that uh, you're in a group setting, I don't know, six or ten people, something like that, and you just know that somebody is going to be asked to pray. Now, this is rather ironic, but how many of you at this point are actually praying inside, Lord, please don't let it be me. Please don't let him call my name. And then when somebody else's name gets called, you're like, ah, thank you, Lord. That was me in the past. I used to be so relieved when somebody else's name was called. But it is rather ironic that we were praying not to be asked to pray. Um, anyways, let me go back to when I was asked to speak for today. As I said, the question, what shall I talk about, started flying through my head at 100 miles an hour. But amazingly, as fast as the confusion set in my head, the answer came from God just as fast, almost immediately. The thinking was, it was the same like when I used to think, what shall I pray about? And from this, I knew right away that the answer to what God wanted me to share about today was the Lord's Prayer. Uh, why the Lord's Prayer? You say, why? You know. Um, firstly, the biblical reason is that in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus actually starts off teaching the disciples how, how not to pray, uh, strangely enough. But then he moves on and teaches them how to pray. Indeed, before he actually gives us the Lord's Prayer, he says these four very simple words. Pray then like this. Pray then like this. So this is Jesus teaching the disciples, and that means us as well, how to pray. It's like he said, here, here's a model for you, okay? This is a guideline for you on how you should conduct your regular prayer life. Um, in modern terminology, you know, on my computer here, I can open a number of apps, and many have, many of them have templates that I can use for myself. And uh, the beautiful thing with the Lord's Prayer is that I can use it as a template that I use word for word. I can use it as a template where I add things, where I fill things in in between the lines, where I make each line longer. I can make it personal also. Um, Secondly, my personal reason for wanting to talk about the Lord's Prayer is that it really helped me to learn how to pray and guided me when it was such a struggle. I actually started saying the Lord's Prayer every morning when I wake up. And now it's become the first thing that I do every day. As soon as I open my eyes, I say the Lord's Prayer. I pray the Lord's Prayer. And by praying the Lord's Prayer, it's really helped me to expand my prayer capabilities. Uh, so if you struggle with prayer, I highly recommend that you turn to the prayer that we all know so well. And as I walk us through it, through it a bit today, um, I pray that you'll see that it really does cover everything that we need to and should be praying on a daily basis. So I hope that today's message can help some of you that struggle with their prayer life also. I've always felt that by giving us this prayer, um, it's like Jesus has given us the way to God the Father. 
It's like telling me that through prayer, through this prayer, I have access to the Father. Think about that for a second. Here we have in just four sentences, one, two, three, four sentences, Jesus explaining to us the way to converse with God. It's amazing. It's so simple. Uh, many people think that praying, talking to God is very complicated. Uh, I have a few people in my connect group who are just incredible at prayer. Um, you know, they seem to suddenly know all these 15 to 20 letter words. They are able to just pull Bible verses out of the air and fit them seamlessly into their, into their prayer. Uh, they're just amazing and they're gifted and they're incredible to listen to. Um, but this is not everybody. You know, not everybody has that gift. And so what I've always loved about the Lord's Prayer is for those that are not like that, uh, it's okay. You know, Jesus gave us this very simple, beautiful prayer, but that covers everything. Four sentences. I just love it. I just love it. And there are so many great reminders, uh, so many great directives, teachings in the Lord's Prayer. Uh, so I just want to share some of these with you today, okay? Um, so where is it in the Bible? Well, the Lord's Prayer, as I said earlier, is found in two places in the Bible, actually. It's found in Matthew 6, verses 9 to 13. It's also in Luke, uh, Luke 11, verses 2 to 4. But uh, the version in the book of Matthew is the one that I'll be looking at today. Uh, that's the one that I read earlier. And it's generally considered to be the first version. Uh, there are, of course, scholarly debates about that. Um, but yeah, most consider it to have been, most consider the version in Matthew to have been written first. It is also the most commonly used version. Uh, so it is what I'll be using today. So let me read it to you before we have a look at it. If you have your Bible handy, turn to Matthew 6, 9 and uh, read along with me. So it says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Yes, I'm stopping there. Uh, and some of you are probably saying, uh, why is he stopped? It's not finished yet. Um, well, it is generally considered that the words that come after deliver us from evil. Uh, you know, for yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Um, it is generally considered that these words were added later and were not in the original manuscripts. So that's why I've stopped there. Uh, it's actually pretty weird for me to stop there because, you know, I, I first learned the Lord's Prayer way back in school when I was like five years old. We used to say it every morning in assembly. Um, we always said, actually, we use like old English, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Um, but... It's not considered to be how Jesus said it, so that's why I stick to that now. Uh, but 
I don't think there's anything wrong with saying it either. Uh, it's a personal choice, really. So let me just break it down a bit and show you some of the things that I really love in the Lord's Prayer. I know a lot of us have said this prayer many, many times. But I wonder how many of us have actually looked at the meaning and what Jesus is telling us in this simple yet complex prayer. It's a prayer that's often repeated um, almost by default, really. You know, it's a prayer that many of us can say without thinking. We just open our mouths and out it comes. Uh, But I wonder how many of us, when we pray it, when we say it, actually mean what it says and actually realize what Jesus is telling us in it. So let's look at our Father in heaven. The first two words alone, our Father. Wow, amazing. They give us so much. Uh, for many, it would seem like just a, uh, just a greeting, yeah, just the start of the prayer. No big deal. But notice it's our Father. Not Father or my Father or Lord or Holy Father. It's our Father. That's Jesus's, the disciples, and ours. Yes, ours, yours, mine, our Father. Right here, you should be wanting to stop and smile and feel the warmth in your heart that this should bring to you. Just try it at home. Try it at home, okay? Don't be shy. Say, our Father, out loud, while thinking of God. Go on. Our Father. I bet you're smiling. I bet you're smiling. You know, because right away, this shows me, this shows me God's unconditional love for us. He's saying, when you pray, you don't need to talk to me like the almighty force that I am. Okay. But think of me as dad, daddy, Aya, you know, hi dad, how are you? This is personal. This is God saying, to us right away in two simple words that he wants a relationship with us. How amazing is that? He wants to be close with us. He's telling us that we are family. It's just amazing. Two words. That's it. That's all it takes. In John chapter 1 verse 12, it says, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So by telling us to begin our prayer with our Father, Jesus shows us that we are children of God. We are sons and daughters of God, which for me is a beautiful feeling, and I hope it is for you too. The last thing that I want to say about our Father is this. For me, it feels like... um, And this is pretty incredible, actually. It feels like Jesus puts us on the same level with him in terms of relationship with the Father. It says, our Father, yours and mine. We have the same Father. What a thought. What a beautiful thought, you know? Um, It says, our Father in heaven. Uh, The in heaven part just make sure that we understand that we're talking about God the Father and not our fathers here on earth. 
Okay, hallowed be your name. Uh, for many, this is a funny one, right? I mean, hallowed. Hallowed, who says that? What kind of word is that? Uh, where do you ever hear that word anymore? Uh, simple truth is that apart from in old literature, we really don't hear it anymore. Uh, it's not used very often. But maybe we should, because uh, Pastor John Piper explains the meaning of hallowed like this. He says that hallowed means to honor, to love, to revere, to esteem, and to value. So yeah, what a great word this is actually. In one word, we can tell God that we love him, that we honor him, that we revere him, that we esteem him, and that we value him. It shows our love and our respect for our Father. So when you say that one word, don't think of it as a funny word, I don't know what the meaning is. Just realize that all the beautiful things that you are telling him. Now also in this seemingly simple one four-word sentence, we're reminding ourselves that the name of God the Father is sacred and holy. It's like we're saying, Father, I want to tell you that your name is holy to me, that your name is revered by me. And that is something that we really should be telling him every single day, you know? There's one final thing to be aware of that when we pray, hallowed be your name, and that is that through these words, we're actually petitioning God. We are asking him for something. We're actually asking God here also to let people see his holiness through the way that he acts in us. Now, I love this. I love it because it's a reminder to me to speak and act and behave in a way that shows God's holiness in me. But there's also a warning needed here. If you're gonna pray this, you better be really sure it's your intention for today. But I, I love this about it too, actually, because it keeps me honest and it keeps me accountable. If you look at the Passion Translation and how it interprets Hallowed Be Your Name, it says this, may the glory of your name be the center on which our lives turn. May the glory of your name be the center on which our lives turn. Such a great request that we're making to God to help us with again. But again, we need to be aware when we pray the Lord's Prayer that this is what we're saying. Are we really trying to live like this? Your kingdom come. As with every single verse, pretty much, and every word in the Lord's Prayer, there are a number of scholarly interpretations uh, and ways that you can read it. But for me, there are two main interpretations that I like best here. Firstly, I look at it as though I'm asking our Father to let his kingdom come and shine through and into my life. I'm asking that my actions and words are a witness to the kingdom of heaven so that the kingdom increases through my witnessing. Secondly, of course, there's the interpretation that you might want to yell. Um, God, 
Let all your kingdom come in all its fullness to earth. Jesus, please come back again. Now, honestly, uh, I'm happy with the first option until the second option happens. So as I said, there are numerous interpretations out there. One thing I hope to achieve with today's message is to inspire you just to take a closer look for yourself at this incredible prayer that Jesus gave us. Your will be done. I think this is my favorite verse in the whole prayer. I love it all, but if I had to choose, this would be it. This is another sentence that we probably don't think hard about when we say it, but we really should. Uh, we're asking God that his will be done in our life today. We're saying, may we be doing what you want us to do today. We're not saying, Lord, let me do whatever I want to do today, okay? Pastor Bill Mance, who's one of my favorite pastors uh, from the States, says that this is the whole point. The primary characteristic of a disciple is to follow the will of the master. Now, I love this sentence because it's asking God to please have his will be done in my life today, not mine. Make sure that I'm doing his will, not putting myself first and doing what I want, not putting my earthly desires ahead of God's will, but what he wants me to do. Let his will be done, not mine. Give us this day our daily bread. Now, you'll find that there are people who say that the Lord's Prayer should not be prayed every day. And they have their own arguments, okay? Uh, but for me, this is a verse that tells me it's perfectly okay to pray it each day. Jesus didn't instruct us to pray for our weekly bread or our monthly bread. No, he instructed us to pray for our daily bread, our daily physical needs, our sustenance. I love that Jesus has told us it's okay for us to go after, after God daily, shamelessly even. It's okay. Nag him. It's okay. He doesn't mind. He doesn't mind. Uh, interestingly, in John 6, 35, we also have Jesus stating that I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall not thirst. And in verse 41, he says... I am the bread that came down from heaven. So in this one simple sentence, we're taking care of both our physical needs, our food needs, and our spiritual needs as Jesus is the bread of life. So we're also asking that Jesus be in our lives today. And lastly, it's also a great reminder that all good things, even our ability to work and earn money for food, comes from God. For me, this is a, like a reminder to check my pride at the door each morning. Nothing comes from me. Everything, everything good comes from God. Okay. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Some translations say sins. Uh, the old English version that I learned in school said trespasses, but it's okay. Basically, it all means sins. This is also like a reality check for me each day. Jesus knows we're going to sin, okay? I know when I wake up every morning, there's a pretty good chance in some way, shape, or form, I'm going to sin today. And um, I think if we're honest, I think we all know this, right? Okay? But 
Jesus knows that we're not going to be totally obedient. So, and I love this. He gives us the way to take care of our sins right here in the model prayer. We just have to confess that we sinned, that we were wrong, and ask for forgiveness. Notice, no condemnation here. But if we take a close look at the second part of this, as we also have forgiven our debtors, there's something we need to take notice of here, okay? Now, I'm going to paraphrase Francis Chan here. He points out that this means that if we are still holding on to grudges against someone, if there is still someone that we haven't forgiven, then our sins are also not going to be forgiven. This sounds harsh, I know, right? Uh, But think about what it says. But again, I love this because Jesus has told me right here how to be forgiven for my ongoing sins and reminded me that I need to have forgiven others if I want forgiveness. Actually, if we carry on reading into verse 15, uh, Jesus states this very bluntly when he says, but if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. It's reminding me to live in love, not hate. And lead us not into temptation. Jesus knows that we'll need help with this, uh, so he tackles it for us. Pastor Bill Mount says, I love how Jesus tells us to ask the Father to guide us away from any temptation that we don't have the ability to endure. In 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 10, verse 13, Paul discusses this also. Uh, he says, No temptation will be given to us that we cannot resist by God's strength. So Jesus has shown us that all we need to do is to ask for God's help and strength, and he will guide us away from sinful temptations. Uh, something I'm sure that we can probably all do with help on. But deliver us from evil. Last, but certainly not least. Um, So this is amazing. I, I, I find this absolutely amazing that I get to call on, you get to call on, our Heavenly Father to deliver us from evil, from the evil one, from Satan. Now, this is another tick in the love it box for me. This is so uplifting, uh, so hope-filling, so reassuring to know that Jesus basically here says to me, hey, it's not a fight you have to take on by yourself. I'm telling you now, you can call on our Father to protect you and to keep you out of Satan's reach. It's okay. He's got you. He's got you. He's got you. You know, uh, in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, it says that an angel of the Lord came to Joseph in a dream and talking about Mary said, she will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. He will save his people from their sins. Now, you probably all know this, uh, but the name Jesus actually means to save, to deliver, to rescue. So 
I just want to speak to anyone watching right now who who, who needs or wants Jesus to save them, uh, who wants the love and the hope and the protection and the promises that I've talked about today in uh, in this wonderful prayer that Jesus gave us. If anyone watching wants to accept Jesus Christ into their life, or if you already have, but you want to be born again, baptized, uh, you want to make your commitment to Jesus or renew your commitment to him and be baptized, please connect with us in the chat box or contact us through the number that's coming on the screen right now. We'd love to talk to you about this, okay? Um, so yeah, as I finish up today, I just hope that today's message has helped you if you're someone who struggles with prayer. Remember the prayer that Jesus gave us, the Lord's Prayer. It really has everything in it that we really need to pray on a daily basis. I personally will continue to pray every day, every day for the rest of my life. I know I'm going to wake up and pray the Lord's Prayer. Um, many people swear by coffee. That's the best way to start their day. But for me, personally, I find that praying the Lord's Prayer is an even better way to start the day. So why do I love the Lord's Prayer? I love that it teaches me, it shows me and reminds me daily who our Father is and what He does and what He always will do for us. He's our Father and He loves us. He will provide for us daily. He will forgive us our ongoing sins. His will can be done in us and through us each and every day. He will keep us away from temptations and he will protect us from evil. Wow, amazing, absolutely amazing. So church, uh, would you just stand with me at home, wherever you are, wherever you're watching? And before we end today, let's just pray the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Well, happy Sunday everyone and God bless you.